Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits, and a rock steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable, and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. This week's iTunes review is brought to you by M.L. Martell. She writes, five stars, Kim is more than just knowledgeable in just health and fitness. She is supportive, reassuring, and on the level. She gives it to you straight, just the way most people need it. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. I really appreciate that review. And you too can review Fit Girl Magic Podcasts. Just go to iTunes or wherever you subscribe to this show and just leave me a five-star review. Um, I love them. I take them to heart. I just want to make sure that I'm bringing you the best stuff. So thank you so much for all of you who have left me a review so far. I can't wait to highlight you. Hey, Magic Makers. Today, I want to talk about embracing the process, enjoying the process. And I want to talk about this because the last few weeks, I've been talking a lot about diet culture. And diet culture has told us that it has to suck. Diet culture has told us it has to be hard. And if it's not hard, I'm not doing it right. And if things feel easy, if things don't feel like a grind, then clearly you're doing it wrong. And you know, so many of us get caught up in that. Also, so many of us get caught up in this daydream about the end result that, you know, when I get to the end of said process, I will love what I see in the mirror. You know, I'm sliding on that pair of pants or that dress that I've been wanting to put on forever. And it's just going to feel amazing. And if I don't walk through a minefield to get to it, is it worth it? Right? Is there something wrong that um, that things don't feel easy? You know, but I ask you, and this is where, where we're going to go in this podcast, I ask you, if I have to crawl through glass, I have to walk through a minefield. Am I going to want to repeat that process? Am I going to, am I going to get myself all hopped up and psyched up to repeat that process? I'm going to tell you probably not, you know? So I do this because I want, if I need to enjoy the process because that process is what I'm going to rinse and repeat over and over and over again. I know diet culture has told us that you can sprint to the finish line, take a break, take a breather, and then sprint to the finish line. However, once we hit our 40s, once we have we've had that one or two magical diet cycles, your body's like, girlfriend, I know exactly what the hell you're trying to do here. And I'm not going to give it up so easily. You can't keep beating me into submission and expecting me to just roll over and have you tickle my tongue. This is your body talking to you, by the way. 
here is where we ha- you have to look at your process. And so that instead of being so fixated on losing the 20 pounds, getting into that dress size, going on vacation, you know, you know, being hot for your 40th, 50th, 60th birthday, what can we learn about ourselves and grow along the path, right? Because when I have a process that I like, I have a process that I enjoy, you're more likely to stick with it. Your performance is going to be rock solid and you will have increased productivity because you're liking what what you're doing. And so if you don't enjoy the process, you know, some people are like, oh, I need to, two words that I hear all the time. I need to get motivated and I need to make it a priority. When you say those two things to me, the ding, 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 something is off in your process. That's just the first, that, that's just like my first kind of like, okay, what are you doing? Hey ladies, can we talk about menopause for a second? Because seriously, why didn't anyone clue us in onto this crazy roller coaster ride? I know that when it hit me, it felt like what the hell is going on? But fear not my fellow magic makers because I got your back. Does this sound like you? Hot flashes that make you feel like you are on the sun. Mood swings that make a roller coaster ride seem like a walk in the park and your libido, goodbye. Yep. It's time to embrace this menopause journey. That is why I have whipped up this fabulous free checklist to help you navigate the hormonal mayhem. No more guessing games or feeling like something is going haywire. It's time to take charge and show menopause who's in control. So if you're wondering, is it menopause? I got you. Grab your free checklist right now and say, bring it on menopause because it's time to conquer this journey with confidence and style. Do not wait. Get your hands on this free checklist today. Okay, shut up already. Send you the sheet. Do me a favor, grab the link in my bio. You know, if we were having that conversation, if you wanted to hire me as a coach, and I'm like, okay, what's going on with you now? How, you know, what are you, what are you doing? And if you're like, oh, I know I really should be working out X number of days a week. And I know I really should be eating this. And I know I really should be doing that. I just really need to find the motivation. Ah, I just really need to make it a priority. And when I hear those things, I'm like, okay, something's off in the process, you know, because if you don't enjoy it, it, it's going to feel like a grind. Seriously, how long can we grind? I know I grinded for like a decade and uncle, uncle, there's no way I can grind anymore. And when I see something that makes me feel like I have to grind, like all of my like red flags go off. It's just like red flag. Like when there's a list of like, here are the food you can have and here are the food you can't have. Red flag, like sirens, like get the hell out of there. Come off. So let's just break down like, what is your fitness journey look like and why you want to enjoy the process of how you're going to get to your goal and then how are you going to ultimately keep your goal? So usually this is what happens. You start a new plan and you're like, yeah, I got this. It's going to be magical. It's going to, I'm going to rock this. All right. And then, you know, we get to a point where you're just, oof, this is getting a little bit hard, right? But it's still awesome. It's still amazing. And then you go, you're like, hang on. You're like, dang it. Do I need to do this shit? Like, do I really need to keep going? Is there something else for me out there?
but you still keep going. And then you get to the point, you're like, this shit straight up sucks. Like I got nothing left in the tank. I, this program sucks. But then we also shifted to, I suck, right? The program sucks for like probably five minutes. And then it makes you make it about you that it's, there's something about you that like, you just don't have the discipline. You just don't have the motivation. You just can't cut it. And so, you know, then you start asking yourself, like, is it, you know, is there another program out there? Right. So it's like, we hit this vicious cycle and nine times out of 10, it's never about the program. It's about the program for say one hot minute, but then we make it about ourselves. And so here's where I have to ask you is that that's why I'm saying that fulfillment, that satisfaction comes from enjoying the process. That way we can stay fully engaged in the present moment and not future cast into that dream weaver state of like, oh, when I have that bikini body, like, oh, when I'm sliding on those jeans, when I'm walking down the beach, ooh, la, la. We need that, right? That some of that, some of that, we need that to keep us going. But then also sometimes that future scares the shit out of us and we start to repeat retreat to the past. Like, oh, yeah, the last time I, I went on a diet, like I, I blew it. Like I, I couldn't go to a wedding. Um, I couldn't go on date night. Uh, I couldn't have girls night. You know, I had to eat so separately from my family. So we start to just get all these, like put up all these like walls and barriers for why we can't do it. And so when someone says, I'm not motivated, I can't make it a priority. Those are the pieces of resistance that are coming, that are coming up in your head. And this is what I know. And if you take away one thing from this podcast, if you don't enjoy what you're doing, you will give up. And, you know, when typically when I ask people, when people start working with me, I ask them like, so, you know, what are you doing right now? And I remember this one woman, she's like, well, right now I'm doing a boot camp six days a week. And I'm like, oh, um, no, it's kickboxing. It's kickboxing. Like, I'm doing a kickboxing class six days a week. I'm like, oh, do you really like that? And she's like, no, but the guy told me I'd lose 20 pounds over the course of six, six weeks. And I'm like, okay, how many weeks in are you? And at this point, she was about halfway in. And I said, how many days have you been consistently going? You know, have you been able to hit those six days? And she's like, well, you know, between my kids and my job, it's really challenging to get there. And so that's where, for many people, the process breaks down. You know, many of you, and it's not it's not just you who are listening, it's a lot of people who in their mind are like, yeah, I totally can commit to six days, but we also discount our life, right? We also discount the season that we're in because maybe, you know, you're in a season of work where it's really busy. In, I'm, I'm in fitness. For fitness folk, pretty much January through March is really busy for us, but I'm pretty slow July through the beginning of September. So for me to pick up something really challenging January, February, and March isn't the best idea for me. You know, I got to go with my bare minimums. But if I want to try something new, try something new, July, August, September, I could do that all day. Same thing with my teachers. You know, a lot of my teachers, you know, the you know, school gets out middle of June, at least here in the Northeast, school gets out middle of June. And they're basically like, hey, June, July, and August, I have all the time in the world to really like, Focus on something so that I can create the steps so that when I get busy, right? So did you hear what I said? I can create this process so when I get busy, because our process evolves with you, right? When we stick with this static process that 
you know, we, we plug in that same chip and we're like, this chip has to work no matter what I'm doing, no matter what's going on in my life. That's when the process sucks. That's when the process feels hard. That's when the process feels uh, challenging. So here's where, you know, you have to ask yourself, what does my process look like? And we have to take a step back and and do an assessment. You know, the the best way I can describe an assessment, and, you know, so many people don't want to do this part. They just want to dive into the new, right? That new car smell, like that, you know, putting on like a new pair of sneakers. We all want to dive into the new. But here's where in order for you to create this plan that isn't going to go through that cycle we just talked about, you have to say to yourself, okay, what, what am I doing, right? It, it, the best way I can just think about assessment is if you were to buy a house, you don't just call up the real estate agent and say, hey girl, show me a house. The real estate agent is going to be like, okay, what's your budget? You know, how many bedrooms are you looking for? Bathrooms are, is it a school just important for you? Busy roads. And they're going to ask you all these things to assess what they currently have on the market so that they can show narrow down the properties they're going to show you. Now, for many of us, when we go through the house buying process, we're like, okay, how much money I got, right? You know, if, if it, I'm throwing out this round number because I don't do math. Let's say, hey, I want to buy a $500,000 house. Like that's my budget, $500,000. And I'm like, okay, how much money I got? This is the assessment. Do I got a dollar? Or do I got $400,000? Hell, maybe I got $500,000, right? Who knows? Maybe one Powerball. But I assess, okay, how much money do I have? And then I can say, okay, this is how much money I have. This is, you know, how much I can get approved for a mortgage, so forth. So that when I'm in the steps of finding this house, I'm not going to be surprised down the line. And the same thing goes for your health and your fitness. So first step, am I working out? Like, what's going on? Where am I able to be consistent? What's my food look like? And I know both of these are like, uh, Snorfest. I get it. However, if I don't know where I am, how do I know the direction I need to travel? And, you know, I have a client. She's a very, very successful esthetician. And if she didn't like to sleep, she could be working 24 hours a day. And for her, and it's for her, it's creating these boundaries in her time. And so to work out, she's like, oh, Kim, you know, it's just so busy, so crazy. You know, I got a lot of clients trying to juggle it all. And I said, I, I get that. But it's like, could you, you know, instead of starting at 10, could you start at 11? Right. Or could you take off, you know, in the middle of the day? You know, could you uh, block off from like, you know, one to two, and that's your time, or one to three, and that's your time. You know, where could you find pockets in your day? And she was like, yeah, Kim, you know, you're right. So then um, one of her children got injured, and she's now caring for her grandchildren. And all of a sudden, she's like, yeah, three days a week, I'm, I'm, I'm um, taking care of my grandkids. And I'm like, intriguing. Now, when it was for someone else, you could figure out how to reconstructure your clients. But if it was for you, oh, gosh, no, it's hard. right? So I really want you to say, how do I make myself a priority in the process? And for many of you, I'm saying break down those expectations of how long or how long you want it to take and say, could I give myself 30 minutes? 
right? 15 minutes for myself. Because if I keep saying it's an hour, I'm always going to find something else to fill that hour with, right? So for her, you know, she wasn't her priority for herself. But when it came for her grandkids, she's like, I'm all in. What do you need? Grandma's here. Um, I think they call her Gigi. Anyway, I digress. But look, grandma's here, you know, put me in coach. So how do you say put me in coach for you? And ask yourself, you know, do I give myself that that wiggle room for error? Because there is going to be those weeks. There is going to be, you know, some, you might get hurt. Someone in your family might get hurt. Um, you might be, you know, a lot of my clients are dealing with aging parents and they might be need a little extra help that they didn't need um, before. So the first place is like, here's my assessment. Like what's going on in my life so that you know where to begin. But then I want you to also ask, what are your non-negotiables when it comes to things that you like in your life? For example, for me with food, I love coffee. It is my jam. It is my thing. Now, if you say, Kim, limited to two cups of coffee, great. I will limit to two cups of coffee. And nine times out of 10, I have two cups of coffee. Yeah, from time to time, I'll have that third cup, but I'm not mainlining coffee. So it's like, that's my, my bare minimum. Could you ask me to cut it back to one? I could probably be okay with cutting it back to one, but for them, that coffee is my non-negotiable. That's something that I'm like, oh, if I got to pull that out, I'm like, I'm not, I am not happy. But there are other things that I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I don't have a, a passion for it, or I don't have a distaste for it. So it's like, it's a, it's an ebb and flow for that. But I want you to think about what are those non. Uh, non-negotiables. You know, I've told you about my client. She had those lint chocolates. And I was like, you know, we looked at how many she was having, but then we just scaled it back. And so she could still have it in her life, but just in that, in the quantity that she was having, you know, so it's like, what are you okay with keeping? What are you okay with, you know, uh, giving up? Like, so that we, you, you have those boundaries and why are you doing this? I think that's the, 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 the biggest thing is that why are you doing it? Because that is not only, you know, grinding it out, doing hardship. Why, 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 why are you doing this? And that way, when, you know, those, that motivation starts to wane and it will, you could always come back and be like, you know, this is my why. And the other thing is like, we have to think about the last time you tried to do this, or, you know, why did it fail? And, you know, was it my expectations that I was like, um, that my, for my expectations was that it was, I was going to lose 20 pounds in 20 minutes. Right. Did, was that my expectation? Um, did I come out of the gate like super hard? You know, I, um, there is a program 75 hard. And while I get why people are drawn to it, I just think that like, it makes you come out of the gate too hard that so many people struggle with that because it's asking you to, if you're not doing anything right now, it's asking you to do several things every single day for 75 days, which I find people it to be very challenging. So for many people who are attempting it, I was like, look at that list and like pick one or two things that feel good. Right. And, and try to do that for 70 days. And I'm okay with you trying to do pieces of it, but for many people and they get to like, you know, say day 10 or day 20 and they feel like losers, I want you to feel like a winner. And so my, my goal is here, when you have the process you enjoy, we're going to bite off pieces that we can chew. 
and then build and build and build and build and build. So I want you to think about the, the when I think about the process, the process is like building a house and they don't start with like the roof. When they build a house, they start with the foundation. You know, they dig out the, the the ground and they pour the cement. Then they like you know put you know put up the main you know structure, and then they go from there. And so your habits, your process, that is your main foundation because there's always going to be something coming your way. And this, if it's too fast, it's too extreme, it's too hard. Your foundation, if it's not fully secured and cemented, that's when you are going to struggle. That's when you're going to have problems and start looking around and you're going to be like, Sarah over there, girl, you know, she's just got it going on. Like she's able to like get her kids up and dressed and out of the house and still look like, you know, a million bucks with, you know, no like peanut butter on her boob. Um, like, how does she do that? Or like, God, how does so-and-so you know, she looked like that and, you know, she's working out and she's doing like, no, it's like, put your blinders on and say, okay, what's in my control? What am I missing? Because you don't know her life. You don't know what goes on behind the scenes because when you open that door, it could be like, you know, the Tasmanian devil is swirling around in there. You know, you, you have no idea what might be going on around there. So here's where you start to kind of say to yourself, how do I set myself up for success? And so that starts with that mindset shift of like, I need to know where I am so I can make assessments. And then I have to say to myself, okay, what is possible for me right now in my season of life? You know, as I discussed, you know, like, are you that teacher who like over the summertime, it's really easy for you to like add more things to your plate? Or maybe you're that teacher where come September and, you know, you're getting into the groove of, you know, learning your new students' names and, you know, learning, like, you know, getting the kids acclimated to being back in school, getting your own kids acclimated to getting back in school and getting used to that new schedule or being on a schedule after not having a schedule for a certain number of months. It might not be that your season to try to taking on 20 new things. And I'm always a big proponent of pick one to three things, right? I pick one to three things. I get really freaking good at those. And then I pick one to three things more. And just I just build and build and build. There's this great book by uh, Darren Hardy. Darren Hardy, yeah. And it's called The Compound Effect. Um, and in the book, he just it, it's all about these like little small things that add up over time, that if I'm just doing these one or two things over time, that they just become who I am, it becomes what I do, then it's really hard for me to give up, right? You know, as I mentioned, that's 75 hard. What happens on day 76? Am I going to be like, yeah, I'm excited? Or am I going to be like, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm just done. I'm, 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 I'm doing the do, right? What do you, where, where do you go? Where do you gain that from? And so I want you to start to um, to think through that. Like, I want to create an environment that is conducive for me to focus, conducive for me to do this for the long haul. You know, um, I come from um, fitness competitor background, right? That's how this this whole fitness thing started in my life. I was a fitness competitor for a long time, and for so many years, it was this twelve to sixteen week cycle. 12 to 16 weeks, 12 to 16, 12 to 16 weeks, I could change my life. 12 to 16 weeks, I could change my life. But then I would go off the rails 
many, you know, many of the girls I coach would go off the rails. And eventually, you know, uh, the program that I, I worked with, we were like, how do we evolve these women to not go from these 12 to 16 weeks to like crumble, 12 to 16 weeks to crumble, thinking that a show or was going to save them from themselves that thinking that like my body could go through these 12 to 16 week cycles and always get the same results at some point before your body was like girlfriend fuck off and i know that i got to that point because at the time i was trying to do it it was at the same time that i was going through early menopause and my body was like girl i got a hormonal like tsunami going on right now and you're trying to beat me into submission because i remember the last show i did no matter what i did i couldn't get lean no matter all the tricks that i pulled all the old tricks that i pulled i couldn't get lean because my body was having such a like like a, a tsunami it was like you know talk about like the level 10 a hurricane that was happening inside my body while I was trying to like fly a small aircraft through it. And that was like the sign that I was like, you know what? It just, it just became too hard. And I was like, I need to figure out what's going on inside of my body. So I had to focus on what I could control. And I was, you know, with hindsight being 2020. And one of the big things, it was that I was starting this business um, I was still personal training in person a lot. Um, sleep was crap because I was getting up most days at anywhere between 5 and 6 a.m. I was working, you know, 12 plus hours. My my food was erratic. I was under eating mostly. Um, and no wonder my body was uh, not giving me what I wanted. And so I started to have to embrace alternative approaches because, again, I had to look at my process. Was was my body changing the way I wanted it to change? And it wasn't. My body was not changing. So I had to look at what my process was. And for a lot of people, your food, your workout, it's who you are. It is your identity. And I feel that so deeply because I have a couple of clients who like, they have the same background that I do. And, you know, they are very adamant, about this is how I need to work out. This is how I need to eat. And for me, it's really working with them to help them understand that there are other approaches that, you know, the blessing and the curse about fitness is that we evolve. You know, 10, 15 years ago, it was, we knew different things. Now, as you know, the industry has changed, more research has come out, we're learning new things. And so, it's really hard to shift that uh, that mindset, that mentality, because it's kind of like if someone has been doing something for a really long time to throw in something new to their their life, it's 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 a challenge, and I and I get that, and you know, here's where you have to be open to creating better efficiencies, right? Be able to open to create and adjust the process of enjoyment so that you can better. Um, streamline to your results, right? You know, back in the day, we thought it was about grinding in the gym 90 minutes to two hours. We thought it was about, you know, hitting body part splits. But as we've evolved, we found out that like, you know what? It's more efficient use of your time if we were to do more like upper and lower body and have, you know, and based on the person's individual uh, body shape, 
then throwing in some extra accessory work when it comes to workouts. We've also evolved that, you know, just as professional athletes have their seasons, right? So, you know, at the time of this recording, you know, it's uh, late summer. And so the um, football is about to start. So like they're starting to cycle down on their, like they're starting to move into their, their, their final, like, heavy lifts before they move into season where they're just in maintenance mode. And then once they get out of season, then they could go back to be like, okay, where are the deficits? And then we could start to go back up to, to that, those like heavy loads again, and really start to, you know, undulate our workouts. And so for a lot of us, we get stuck in the, this is how I work out versus like going through and undulating our foods as well as undulating our workout so that it's not always about this grind. It's like, how can we be make our body burn fuel more efficiently? How can we have our body, you know, work more efficiently? Because our body is this ri- ridiculously smart uh, uh, machine. And if we keep giving our body the same exact thing over and over again, it's like, yep, girl, I know exactly what you're doing. I ain't gonna give you shit because... I'm content. But if I throw a little extra stimulus in my workout every, you know, four to six weeks, I throw something different at it. Your body's like, whoa, hey, oh, I got to perk up. I got to pay attention. If I throw different food at it, you know, I, I like to think of it as um, my old coaches refer to your metabolism as a flywheel, right? So imagine like, you know, a, a wheel is going by and I throw the same food at it every time. It's like, oh, okay, great. Awesome. All right. Here we go. Here comes that protein shake with kale in it. Oh, here comes that chicken, broccoli, brown rice. Okay, great, great, great. Then I throw something different at it. Like maybe I throw a banana at it. It's like, oh, hang on, that's a little different. And so like it slows your metabolism, not in a bad way, but it slows down a little bit. Be like, wait, hang on. This is something different. Oh, okay. I think I got to speed up a little bit more here, right? Um, maybe I throw like, instead of always having chicken, maybe I throw semen. At it. Oh, wow. Okay. This is a little different. Right. So that it, it like your body's like, Ooh, I got to like start to know how to burn this. I have to know what to do with this. And so for many of us, it's really kind of looking at and being okay with alternatives. However, it's because I assess where I am. And if I assess where I am and I'm not getting the goal, it's not getting to the goals I want. Something is, di- I need to do something different. And it doesn't mean I need to reduce the food because immediately, you know, um, in my membership, the Fit Girl Magic Society, uh, we have monthly calls and I'll be like, okay, hey girls, how you doing? And it's uh, once a month, you're able to have um, hot seat coaching with me. And, you know, this one woman's like, oh, Kim, I'm feeling a little fluffy. And I'm like, all right, so let, you know, let me know what's going on. And she's worked with me for a while. So she knows I ask a lot of questions because I ask a lot of questions. Then I can be able to say, okay, with prescriptive guidance, this is what we need to do. And so I need to know, assess what the situations. And I, and I said, what's going on? She's like, well, you know, it's been a really busy summer. Um, she's got a, a, a small child. She's like, it's a really been a busy summer. So I've been eating a lot of rotisserie chicken and I've been eating a lot of rice and vegetables. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right, that's, you're, you're getting a protein. You're getting some starch. You're getting some vegetables. Okay. So w- what's the problem? She's like, well, did you know how much fat and sodium that rotisserie chicken has. And I was like, yeah, I'm well aware of that. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. And I said, 
I said, are you eating it like I've been eating for the last like year or is it because this past week has been busy? She's like, well, it's this past week. I'm like, okay, so out of 365 days, seven days, you've had rotisserie chicken. She's like, well, no, it's been like three days. Okay, so for three out of 365 days, you've had rotisserie chicken. Do you think that's the reason why you that you're, you're feeling fluffy? And she was like, okay. And then she's like, and she goes, and rice. She goes, oh my God, it's like 35 grams of carbs. I'm like, okay, let's break it down again. I'm like, out of 365 days, three days you've had rice. Do you really think that's what's contributing? And so, so many of us blow food out of proportion. I would rather you have a rotisserie chicken than swing by McDonald's, right? 300 days out of the year. We all have those days where it's busy. I buy rotisserie chicken because there are times when if I'm cooking for myself, I don't want to cook for myself. I will buy that rotisserie chicken and I will eat that chicken for three days, four days, however long it lasts so that I don't have to cook for myself. But I will pair it with, I might pair it with some rice. I might pair it with some sweet potatoes. I might pair it with God knows what I'll pair it with. But it's a blip in the scheme of life. Now, if every single day you told me 300 days out of 365 days you're having rotisserie chicken, very different conversation. I have no problem with rice. It's just the quality of rice that you're eating. It's the other things that you surround rice with. You know, are you downing rice with a bottle of wine every single night? So it's like looking at the pieces versus looking at these like one-off meals. You know, it's like from time to time, I'm going to get a flat tire. Does that mean my car shit? No, it means I got to get a new tire. Boom. And, and I move and I move on. And so it's like, look at where you're having success. You were smart enough to know, like, I need a protein, so I'm going to buy rotisserie chicken versus fried chicken, right? That's okay. You know, so it's like, here's where we got to start to say to ourselves, like, where am I having the success? Knowing that I'm having a busy week and I decided to buy that rotisserie chicken, great, awesome. When I could have gone out and had McDonald's, I could have gone out and had, you know, Taco Bell, I decided to get the rotisserie chicken instead and then be able to cook some rice and cook, cook some vegetables with it. You win right? There is, you've, you know, moved around your process. You discovered um, better ways to streamline your your food and integrate new elements so that you can increase that enjoyment, right? It's also, it's like looking at the workouts. If you don't enjoy going to the gym for 90 minutes, I'm, I'm, I'm not a 90 minute girl anymore. Like if I didn't work out for 90 minutes, I'd be so upset with myself. I'd be so upset. But now I'm like, you know what? I got like 30, 45 minutes in me from time to time, an hour. But it's like, I go in with 30 minutes in my mind and then I I, I, I take it from here. Because here's where I know, like I was looking at where I was having success and I, towards the end of the my workout, like my, my, my mindset was just like, not here, get me out, get me out, get me out. When can I go? When can I leave? And so I want you to think about how can we like integrate new elements to enhance your enjoyment? You know, it's about enjoyment because if I don't enjoy the process, I'm not going to stick with it. And it's not about sticking with a process for 12, 14, 16 weeks. It's like, how can I stick with this for my life? And have those moments where maybe I am eating a little bit more from time to time. I'm exercising a little bit more, right? Think about my teachers in the summer. And then um, fall comes and maybe I'm like, okay, you know, I, I need to pull back just a touch so that, you know, maybe I'm eating a little less, I'm exercising a little less, not, not dramatically, just a little bit. So maybe I was going five days a week 
during the summer day, summer, I was eating, you know, a little bit more, you know, maybe I was eating like 300 to 500 more calories. Now that fall comes, maybe I'm pulling it back. You know, maybe I'm now working out three to four days a week. Maybe I'm, I'm bringing my calories down, you know, three to 500 calories. And then maybe winter comes and I'm, I'm coaching basketball and I can't be focused on anything, but, you know, uh, coaching, coaching, coaching my team. And so maybe now my workouts are maybe more like two to three days a week. And maybe I'm eating maybe like one to 200 less calories there. And then basketball season comes over and then I start to increase my calories again. I start to increase my workout. So do you see where I'm going where it's like there is a process to it so that my body is always evolving based on where I am in my life versus me always trying to, the workout must be two hours. This is what my nutrition must look like. It must look like this all the time, regardless of where I am in my life, in my season, and so forth, right? So it's always trying to emphasize that, like, where am I having the success? And where aren't I having the success? And making those tweaks along the way. It's it's like it's like CSI, right? You know, and I've, I brought this up before. So as, as I'm going through my, like, kind of, and I would say every, you know, 14 to 30 days, like do an assessment. Is this shit working? And I, and if it's work, if things are working, like, great. Why is this working? You know, like what what's what's good about it? Is it because I have the time? Is it because I'm working at a pace that, that makes sense for me? Is it because I'm enjoying what I'm doing? And if I'm not having success, what's going on? Am I trying to do too much? You know, am I trying to be perfect? Um, does it not feel good? You know, do I have a system that's a repeatable system? Because we all know that's part of the fit girl magic, right? So it's like, I need to have great habits that lead to great routines. And those routines need consistency. And then those are, that's what's going to give me results. Because if I don't have those four pieces, I'm always going to feel like a robot trying to like, you know, walk into walls. And so we have to start to really create you know, our environments that make things so much easier so that I'm able to find that bridge between what my goals are and my life, right? So that my goals aren't driving my life because I lived that life for a really long time where like my health and fitness goals determined every single thought in my world. Now it's like, I flip it. It's like, here's my life. And how does health and fitness fit into it? You know, how do I not have those moments where I'm like, fuck it, I'm having a great weekend or I'm, you know, going on vacation or I'm doing this and doing that. Like, how do I like, they dovetail together in a nice way so that it's no longer these big troughs of like, I'm doing amazing and then I'm doing crap. I'm doing amazing and then I'm doing crap, right? Like I've been able to embrace my setbacks as a way to understand is an opportunity to learn. What caused me to have this setback? And be able to ask those better questions of yourself versus like, oh, I suck. I must find a new plan, right? I, oh, I suck. I must find a new coach. Oh, I suck. No, no. What I'm doing right now, is it working? Why? right? Why isn't this working? What's going on? So that you can build resilience, right? That we can start to say to ourselves, you know, the reason why it's not working is because, uh, you know what? I was trying to do four million things at the same time. It, that's not my season right now. So how do I scale that back? How do I like get this together? And as I say this to you, you know, I'm not asking you to do this on your own because a lot of times you can't see the trees for the forest. And do you need 
a coach for the rest of your natural born life? I don't think so. But from time to time, you need to raise your hand and say, you know what? I need a little help. I need a little support. Because even myself, I know a lot of stuff, but for myself, I don't know a lot of stuff. Like you can't coach yourself. It's like a doctor trying to, you know, give them uh, themselves an appendix, you know, their appendix burst and they're trying to take out their own appendix. Like you don't see that, right? There is actually a, a rule that you can't write a prescription for yourself as a doctor, right? You have to see another physician. Same thing. Like you don't see a dentist trying to give themselves, you know, cavity, uh, not a cavity, you know what I'm saying, trying to fill their teeth. You need that help. You need that support. And so from here, it's like, if I'm not enjoying the process, it's, it's never going to work, right? I'm always going to feel like a person, you know, chasing my tail, spinning my wheels because the process gives you that resilience. The process gives you the, um, helps you to minimize the distractions, right? So that you're not like uh, chasing every little shiny object. And I encourage you, like, it's okay to experiment because some experiments, you're going to knock it out of the park and some experiments be like, oh, that knocked me on my ass. But it, it's us breaking free from being so rigid. You know, when I've talked about this in other podcasts, you know, there's like four separate mindsets that, you know, we go through. And one of them is their rigidity where it's like, you are so stuck in your ways that this is the only way that I'm going to get results. And if that's how your mindset is, I'm going to ask you, are you getting the results that you want? Because if you are, if you aren't, now's the time to kind of ask yourself, like, where do you feel like you're a little bit more open? You know, um, one of my clients, she was a very rigid mindset. She was like, this is how it is. This must go. And one, and she was always hungry. And I was like, you're always hungry. And that's, that tells me something, right? Your hunger, your energy, your craving, tell me something is not working. And I said to her, I said, I'm going to ask you to, to do one simple thing. Like, you know, I know we're in a new relationship. I'm going to ask you to trust. And I said, I'm going to ask you to trust me. And I'm going to ask you to have a shake after you work out. And just tell me how you feel. Just tell me how you feel. And she, you know, after about two weeks, I said, okay, girl, it's been two weeks. How's it going? And she had that shake and she's like, oh, my God. I, I don't feel as hungry anymore. And I'm like, you don't. I'm like, okay. But I, I'm like, do you think you can keep this in? She's like, yeah, no, I'm definitely going to keep this in. But it was like, you know, meeting you where you are as, as a coach, I have to meet you where you are. I, you know, a lot of times I see a lot of holes and I'm like, okay, where are you willing to start? Because I, I I'm the same way. Like if you push me too hard, I like, boop, 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 boop. no, that's too fast, too hard, too fast. But it's like, know where you are so that you can experiment and so that you can understand what's going to work best for you. All right, ladies, I hope that you enjoyed this episode um, because I really feel that for many of you, I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm guilty as charged, my process was broken. My process was broken AF and I needed to come in and revamp and clean up. And I had to do that when I entered menopause. I had to do that when you know i had surgery i had to like so it's like every handful of years you got to go back and just oh, I, I actually now i'm like every year look at where are you right are you anywhere that you want to go and if you're not you gotta you gotta start to assess 
what's happening, what's going on, and who do I need to talk to to make it different? Um, or who do I have to be? What's my identity that I need to change in order to create um, a better process? Um, all right, magic makers, enjoy the rest of your day. And if you have any questions or comments about this podcast, episode, please, 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 you know how to find me. You can always find me on the socials. You can always reach out to me via email. All right, ladies, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much.